We need the adults to be the adults at all times. Like, I don't have time to play around on Twitter with these kids and ignorant thoughts and all this just nonsense. I got way much more to offer, and we're in a time where the kids need it more than ever. ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be Honest. Here's something interesting. This weekend, or actually this week, I was on vacation, and I thought to myself, I need to have a good guest on Be Honest. I haven't had a good celebrity guest in a minute. And I was scrolling through Twitter because sometimes that's where I get my inspiration. I, I, I hate to confess that, you guys, but I do. And I said, let me call up my my dude Joe Button. I, I was like, he released that diss track. Everyone talked about it. He's been trending every so often. I was like, I wonder if he'll talk about Drake. I don't know. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. But I know he loves sports. He'll talk sports. And then <laughs> the strangest thing happened. That was like on a Friday or Saturday. Sunday, he is all over the interwebs for chasing down some kids. Some kids apparently had been coming to his house, you know, and they were harassing him by saying Drake's better than you and spitting some Drake bars at him. And then they drive away or they run away. <laughs> and true to who Joe Budden is, Joe wasn't having it. He chased the kids down, he literally chased them down by foot and also in car. Just let them know I'll beat your ass, little kid. You know, kids are bad. I, I, They're just bad these days. I did things like that. I wouldn't dare chase a rapper. But back in the day, I used to, you know, play ding dong ditch. You like knock on somebody's door and then you run. And then you knock on somebody's door again. Then you run. And then you get in trouble eventually because you just don't know when to stop. Well, that's what happened. So I, I was like, well, let me have him on the podcast. I want to talk about Drake. Like, do y'all really get along? You don't like him? Did he really get liposuction twice? What's happening? Are you being are you being just mean? Or do you no seriously? I'm a fan of Drake's music. I listen. I like all of Drake's music. Who doesn't? So what's happening with you two? I thought you guys were cool. Can we have peace? Well, he's on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, he discusses Drake. He discusses the rundown and showdown. And we talk a little bit of sports. Uh, I have to tell you. This is by far one of the most entertaining Be Honest's this is, this is. I don't think that's correct. This is an entertaining Be Honest. How about that? Joe Button, everybody. I think I called you or I reached out to you a Saturday or Friday to ask you to be on the podcast. You remember? Yes. Okay. It was so, Saturday. It was, it was before the chase, right? And then Sunday was wild. <laughs> and I said, wow, man. And then you know what happened? Sunday was wild. And then all these outlets started reaching out to me. And I'm like, get out of here. I'm not doing none of that shit. But, <laughs> but I love it. You and I confirmed for Saturday. I said, oh, man, Carrie's great. I did. I'm, I'm all good. <laughs> I just was thinking about you. And I was like, well, did he do this for Be Honest? I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm all like, you did, you did not have to get that hype for the podcast. But I appreciate it, my friend. No, Carrie, I swear I was home trying to mind my business. Tell me what happened. Just, well, uh, to, well, well, this was an all-day thing. So at 7.30 in the morning, I went to go get my coffee from Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> which is a normal routine for me, right? Right. And there were kids outside of my house. Well, when I got in my car, I'm not fully coherent at 7.30 in the morning. I need my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> me too. I so when I turn to the left and I see people that close in proximity where I'm from, 
carriers, and that's never a good thing. <laughs> so, you know, I was I'm too paranoid. I was afraid. I didn't know what was happening. So I got out and tried to kill them damn kids. <laughs> but, you know, I was close enough to catch them, right? right. But I didn't because I saw that they were children. They were kids. So that happens sometimes. Kids run up to you, and, and that's the end of that. They made that an all-day thing, and they kept bringing different people back throughout the day. <laughs> so then my relax, my, my relaxing Sunday turned into, I'm going to catch one of them. <laughs> 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 so, and then it turned into, and I was too big, too consumed with that to even be online. So when I finally got online and saw all of these memes and saw that this was a story and like a big thing, I got a pretty good kick out of it. Okay, so 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 these first of all, that's some badass kids. How do they know where you live? Well, what they said was because I went to them kids' house this morning. <laughs> I, went, I went to their house to go speak to an adult <laughs> to let them know that how these children. I have a fifteen-year-old kid, right? So these kids were sixteen, fifteen, and sixteen. Every, you know, they were real young. I thought that somebody might want to know the type of games that these kids are playing because I would want to know if, if it were happening to my child. Right, right. So yeah, what so did I the parents say? Uh, I guess I looked threatening. So they sent out the four older brothers. And then I spoke to them, and, and, and they were logical, and they, they totally understood where I was coming from. They thanked me for coming there and telling them. I mean, it, it was fine. Okay, but what about you? Let me ask you a question. Like, cause this is this is the part of you that people really do enjoy and they're drawn to. Like, I'm like, I'm telling my producer, I'm like, Joe Bun's on the podcast. She's like, for real? And I'm like, yeah. But I just happened to ask him to be on the podcast. I didn't know that he would be out for fun on Sunday just for us. Yeah. So, but what is it about you that's just like, you know what? I'm gonna chase y'all down. First foot then car and then i'm about to let you what made you be like instead of just being like i'm gonna call the cops or i'm gonna be I'm gonna ignore them you just had to teach them a lesson you know carrie as i'm gonna say this and i told my mom and my dad this and, and when they said why didn't you call the police we come to a point where i didn't think the police would do very much but make the situation worse right like you're talking about a 35 year old black rapper with a bunch of tattoos uh, screaming at 16-year-old white kids in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel comfortable calling the police and thinking that they would solve things. You know what? And that's fair. And that's very fair. And when you caught up with them and realized they were kids, you scared the hell out of them. You know that, right? Well, well, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to put a hand on them. I didn't want to touch them. I, I wanted them to know that there, there was recourse for this behavior. <laughs> so <laughs> you, can't I, play with, you can't play with people like that. So what do you think about the memes? Oh, my God, they're the best. <laughs> they are the best memes ever. <laughs> only only I could get myself in a situation where I'm so glad that, you know, self, self-deprecation, self I'm, I'm fine with all of it. I have a great sense of humor and, and really thick skin. Those memes are hilarious. I think I provided the Internet with some of the greatest memes <laughs> this, this decade. Let me tell you how I used to operate, Carrie. Tell me. My old motto was those that mind don't matter, those that matter don't mind. Twitter is not a real place. I'm not going to talk about anything on Twitter that I'm actually invested in or that I care about. Right? That was yeah. my old motto. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that your Instagram and your Twitter and all of this, all these things basically acted as a resume. Oh, 100%. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I was still living in a very old-fashioned manner. Once I found that out, coupled with me being a lot more active in my child's life because I was oh. absent. Okay. Um, 
So once I got to really spend some time with my kid and get into his brain, I was like, Jesus, we need the adults to be the adults at all times. Like, I don't have time to play around on Twitter with these kids and ignorant thoughts and all this just nonsense. I got way much more to offer, and we're in a time where the kids need it more than ever. I appreciate that. Okay, so yeah. to to that end, let's let's just talk about what you, you, you touched on without even really knowing you were touching on it, or maybe you did. The reason why you didn't call the cops. You're a 35-year-old black rapper with tattoos, and if you called the cops on some white kids, you felt like the situation would escalate. Why is that? Yeah, no. I mean, I know why. You know, for me, for me, this is a very recent thing. Even with the way that that black people have been treated in this country, I, in my lifetime, have never felt like I could not call the police for protection. Mm. And that, and me, and me and my father, we always, you know, he grew up in a different America, so he would try to tell me about some things, and I'd be like, Jesus, Pop, you got to grow out of that. The world is not predominantly that way anymore. But I'm I'm running into it more so now than ever. I don't know if it's an energy thing. I really believe in energy. So I don't know what Trump is spewing out there that got people really acting a fool and got their true colors coming out. Right. But the racists of the world seem to be – what's a good way to, to, to word this? They, they're coming out the woodworks. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just it. I, I don't have a better way to word it. You're seeing well, and I think the reason that we are now at a point where Trump is leading Hillary in certain polls is because you're seeing how people really feel. Like, like most people don't tell you how they honestly feel about you. You don't know that unless you have to 100%. experience it. So I, I, I wonder. And you're watching all these athletes use their platform. Do you think it's their responsibility, Joe, to 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 try to make a difference? Is it a rapper's responsibility to use their platform to make a difference? Do you need to start no. spitting bars no. about saving the world? No, I don't think it's I don't think it's anyone's responsibility who doesn't feel it's their responsibility. I mean, I don't I don't care about your platform. If you're an artist, because what happens is we want we want certain artists and athletes to use their platform, certain ones. But then when some other ones do it and they don't really articulate uh, or share in our sentiment, then we're angry at them. Mm. So, no, I never felt compelled to ever speak on the things that were going on in the world and the country and and just period, because I'm a 10th grade dropout and maybe I, I won't represent us to the best of my ability is too many eyes. That's how I used to feel. Um, I'm compelled now. I'm compelled now. I, w- I would be a fool not to, because it's not about me. It's about the condition that I'm leaving this world for my kid and this stuff. So I have to, as a father, I have to. But I can't look at ASAP Rocky and the comments that he makes about not speaking up and it not being a responsibility and be angry at him. Mm. Uh, as a young adult, that's where he is in his process. Some of us older gentlemen, you know, we feel a bit differently today, but we had, we had a process to go through. So there's not an obligation when you have some sort of fame, when you have some sort of, I don't know, um, following. No, no, we, don't, we all didn't ask for the fame. We all didn't ask for the following. Everyone is not comfortable with that nor does everyone care about it or feel the need to to leverage it or use it for good or bad. 
you know, everybody's, I believe in indifferent. Everybody is, diff, is different in this world. And I don't want anybody speaking up that is not passionate mm-hmm. about what they're saying, doesn't right. truly believe or feel what they're saying. I don't want somebody just going through the motions. You look at history, and I, I think it repeats itself. And I look at athletes like Muhammad Ali, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Russell. They they stood up at a time when it was real. Like, you, they were going to lose everything. There was a lot on the line. And then fast forward to today, we see athletes like Carmelo Anthony. And his his words to me really hit home, very passionate. And and you talk about don't speak up unless you feel it, unless you're passionate about it. Otherwise, it doesn't. it's not a good representation. Do you think that we're at a time where you could see change or you could see something different happening in the world? Yeah, even if I didn't believe that, you know, if we don't have hope, then what do we have? So I do believe that we can see change. Interesting that you bring up Carmelo, Carrie, because he's one of the instances that really, 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 really touched me, him being so vocal, right? Because here's a guy who, you know, when LeBron talks, LeBron has a lot of handlers. He's got a lot of... It's a lot in play when LeBron is speaking. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that he's so well-spoken and that he speaks up. It says a lot about his character. Melo, on the other hand, we've never really heard take this stance in his entire career. Mm. So, I mean, for him to speak up, mm-hmm. that that really said something to me. You know, it told me that he felt exactly like I felt. Like, damn it, enough is enough. Like, okay, we... All of us that want to do something probably should do all within our power. And there's enough of us to get something done. I felt the same way. And I felt what I, what you're in, what you're saying is what most people felt like Carmelo's really low key and he, and you yeah. could, and you could feel it and he's tired of it. And I don't want to hear about it. And today he's having this town hall meeting and I'm watching all of this happening and I'm thinking to myself, well, and, and I just want a perspective. I asked Mike Wilbon today. I'm like, so is this, is just, is it just like the movement back? Not in that civil rights, but a different movement. And he's like, no, they had a lot more to lose back then. Carrie, he goes, don't get me wrong. I applaud them because they should be doing this if they feel that responsibility. But back in the day, which is why O.J. Simpson didn't weigh in, right? They had a lot more to lose. There was a lot more on the line when you were speaking up about about tensions, racial tensions in the 60s. And so I, 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 I feel like there is a responsibility. You say people didn't ask for fame, but when you get it, what do you, how do you pay it back? How do you how do you handle that responsibility? What, what about the saying to whom much is given, much is required, Joe? That, that's not that's not applicable to everyone. Some people are just given stuff and don't and, and they are selfish and they don't really care to give anything back. Some people are not into reciprocity. Some people don't no, no, everybody doesn't work like that. I agree with you, Carrie. I I agree. Uh to whom much is given, much is required is great responsibility. If you are there morally. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not, then don't do it. Please don't. Please, I beg of you not to. Because, you, you know, you got to be careful what you wish for. You're going to get one of these athletes up here to just start sounding like a... Yeah. And then we're going to say, see, he just needs to shut the f- and dribble. You're right about that. You did, Okay. All right. I, I like that because you just made it real plain for me. What about your boy? Did you like the ESPYs? Did you like the opening of the ESPYs with your boys? Not that they were your boys' boys, but... Oh, no. This year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think the ESPYs does an amazing job every year. Every year I'm impressed with the way that the ESPYs are ran and, and just done, period. I, I'm not saying that because it's you. Did, no, yeah, of course. I, please, I don't. Yeah, it's just, I just work for them. They, you know, it's if you don't like it, it's fine. one of the better ran award shows, period. It might be the best ran award Really? Show, you think so? Opinion. 
You're not. You don't ever get bored watching it. I get bored. You don't get bored. Well, you do. You're into sports every single day. Oh, okay. The so you. I'm into music every single day. So I watch the Grammys and the. I watch those awards differently than you do. Than I do. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Oh, so I can see that. So can we talk about Drake? Sure. Even though, uh, again, see, see, you're so great. That's another one that everybody keep calling me about wanting to do an interview. I tell them to get the out of here. But with you, baby. Come on, let's do it. Thank you, sugar. You know what? <laughs> um, you tweeted something, and I'm, I am petty. I don't know if you know that. I, you know I'll be calling myself Petty LaBelle. I am Petty Murphy. Petty, <laughs> Are petty. you? Yeah. And, I've and, never seen the petty in you ever. In terms of I like to make fun of people because I'm here for the nonsense and the foolishness. We just all have to make self, make fun of ourselves. And I don't know if I you – I was going down your timeline, and this was just probably when I was like, I need to get him on the podcast. Somebody was saying something about Drake, and you quoted the tweet – and correct me if I'm wrong, and I think you said he got cellulite removed twice. He had liposuction twice. Did you say mm-hmm. that? Did you say that? Yep. Is that accurate? I mean, help me out. Is he getting liposuction? I don't know why I care, but that just made me laugh. Well, you care, you care, Carrie, because <laughs> we've never heard of that. I've never. We've never heard of, <laughs> you know, um, um, a male mc rapper that's that's why it's a big deal and that's the only reason it's even funny um because i've just never heard of a rapper getting that done not to say it's abnormal or something wrong with it we just don't hear about it so that's why it's funny it's definitely accurate i would never say it it's to poke fun it, that's accurate <laughs> so then i'm sitting with my girl kendra and i'm all like wait a second do you think it's true that he got liposuction twice? Because <laughs> liposuction once, and then I'm like twice, and I'm here for all the foolishness. And I was like, I love like that's that's the petty in me. Like I think that's funny. Like it it, it me tickles this, me. Carrie. Tell me how many people in your life do you know that got liposuction Ooh. once? <laughs> I I don't know anybody. Oh okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know anybody that just got lipo once. <laughs> I don't know that one person, not even a woman. Right. And then then hit me with another one because I'm like, wait, like you just said it so matter of factly. And I'm like, wait, can this be accurate? Because I don't like the response so accurately and so simple, period. Thank you. On to the next comment here. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay. Okay. So, okay. So you're trending. And I, and of course. Real Life Kaz is talking about it, I, you know, and he's going down his line and he's saying this. And he's like, don't ever say nothing about that boy. That boy can spit. He's this. Joe is this. Joe is this. He came for him. So I'm walking my dog. This is a true story. Walking my dog, downloading, trying to listen to the diss track. This is, oh I was like, wait, God. hold on. I was like, Coco, literally, this is some real, real bougie black stuff right here. I was like, Coco, wait, hold on. Like, and so I'm like, dang, what is it? And you just... Everything about it. How did it all happen? I is it a misunderstanding? I I thought y'all was cool. There was a whole section in said diss track where y'all was cool. You know, um, and I but you know a couple of days ago I would have answered that and I would have said that we're still cool. Okay, that's what I would have said because even through all of the the, the emceeing, um, I take none of it personally. I take none of it personally. I, how I feel about you as a person, if you're a great person, you're a great person. Um, originally, I thought it started with me because I just thought that he was greater than what I was hearing. Oh. And it sounded like 
he was concerned and needed some help. But me coming from therapy, and I could be totally off, it sounded like a, a guy that was crying for help. That's what it sounded like when I listened to his music. So I got concerned, and I was worried as somebody who actually enjoys the music and cares about the person creating it. Uh, but as things continued to unfold, you know, it, the context just changed daily. It, it started as that, and then it went to, you know, him dissing me, and then him thinking I dissed him, and then and it was time to rap, and then it was time to respond to the podcast. So much occurred, but it all started from a place of love, and I still love that kid. I still love that kid. He's just maybe a bit more sensitive and and than I thought. That's all. <laughs> So I understand what you're saying and I and I feel like it's so interesting because I feel as artists I feel like everything we do is artists we're sensitive people like I'm super sensitive it's my art I got you know, in my former way keep saying that Is that not true? Is that not that. true? Are you not sensitive as an artist? Yes. No, as an artist no. No. No, no, no. No. No, as you have there's no no one. I'm my own worst critic, Carrie. We all are. Though. I know a lot of artists. Well, if I'm my own worst critic, what can someone else say about my material that will that I will be sensitive about? You don't want to hear from somebody else. You can hear it from yourself because you know what you need to do. I'm not saying you per se. That's why people are. No, sensitive. I got a I got a good filter. I don't give a f- about what people be talking about. I speak to the people that have my best interests. I have a great network of people in my life. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I am outward sensitive. Like, I'm, I've been through so much in life, and I'm so jaded and f***ed up that, no, can't nobody tell me, and I'm going to feel the way toward me. But if you start telling me you're going through something in your life, I might start crying immediately. That's the sensitive that I am. Okay, so. That, for me. <laughs> so now you would say you still have love for him. You guys still have, you don't have a, has he reached out to you? Have y'all talked outside of, outside of exchanging? Outside, like, okay, he said this, I'm going to respond with no, this. No, for me, for me, there was absolutely zero to say at all. And then he sent me a very passive aggressive Insta DM. And, you know, I didn't even know how to take it. I didn't know how to take it. Uh, and then he continued to send them. And then I said, whoa, okay. And that's why I say I, I couldn't tell you that we're cool today because it sounded like a man who was very hurt and just didn't want to talk to Joe or hear from Joe or just that relationship was over. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him, so I can't even even begin to pretend to know where his brain is. I, I pray for him. I want him to be well. I want him to be successful. I want all. I want God to continue to be amazing to him. He just got to know that he can't rap with like me so don't play with me well that seems to be the outcome that's what was well, said that's, well that's well that's where i am see I, it's a generation gap carrie i'm 36 so the era that i came up in the hip-hop i came up in was the 90s boy you had to know how to rap in the <laughs> 90s you had to know how to rap you just had to and if somebody said something about you as an mc you had to prove yourself or you just wasn't an mc no more Times have changed. I'm aware of that. So today, you know, how people go about beefing and, and rap beef, I mean, is very different, you know, with technology and the memes and, you know, if you got the most followers and, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not about emceeing today, which is all right. So you say you're. I don't f- live that way. You're a fan of his music. You think he's great. You just thought he wasn't living well, up to his potential. not a fan of that. That kid makes amazing music. It's not just, it's not just him. 
you know, whatever his process is, him, 40, Boy Wonder, uh, Vinyls, I mean, all of the people involved in helping to create that brand and music do a phenomenal job. But you just thought he was it was a cry for help. You may have been off base, so you admit. But you were like, hey, I'm just like, he could be better than what's happening right now. And that came off to him, perhaps, as a diss. And that came off to him, I'm sure, as, damn, Joe is, you know, that's my guy. Why would he be saying these things publicly? I mean, I get it. I'm aware. I'm aware of the other side of the coin. Can I ask you what you kind of talked over? And I, and not that you talked over it. What, oh, please, 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 tell me. What was the insta-DM, the, 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 the same repeated insta-DM? No, they weren't the same. They oh. weren't. They weren't the same. And I won't tell you what it said verbatim in case I have to put it out. I'm only not putting it out because I'm a real So you just don't move like that. You don't screenshot men. You know, just don't do that. I don't do it with women. I ain't going to do it with men. But it wasn't the same as the DM. He said something. You know, he started off with, I would like to formally invite you to one of my four Madison Square Garden shows August 4th. You and however many people you would like to bring. Period. Right? Then after that, it said, um, oh, and I bet you can't release 25 disc records between now and then. So then it was the laughing emoji. So I talk, I use that emoji with my friends. So I don't know if he's laughing or joking at this point. And then he followed that with, if you can, I will uh, give you $10,000, <laughs> LOL. And then it said, Joey with a bunch of exclamation points. I didn't know how to take that. <laughs> I don't know how to read that. <laughs> what? So you're that, like, that okay. Like, that sounds like someone who's a gentleman. That sounds like someone who isn't really bothered by any of this. But it also sounds like someone who's attempting to insult someone. It just depends on how you want to take it. I didn't know how to take it. Did you reply? So, uh, Yeah. Yeah. I, said, I don't remember what I said. I said, I said, LOL. At 25. No, I said, LOL, maybe not 25, but I bet you I can get close to 20. Ooh. And that's how, that's all I'll, I'll say that was from that conversation until it, it, you know, the conversation continued. And, you know, it wasn't a need to gauge anything from there. He, he had made his point after that as he continued to insult me in my Insta DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so the, the, the man that I know, Carrie, yeah. you know, maybe this is, you know, this is all maybe my fault. I started all this. Maybe I should stop talking about people. Maybe I need to, you know, maybe I need to just mind my fucking business. But just the man that I knew or thought that I knew is very different from just what I'm seeing. I knew maybe some things have taken place. I've never, I've never reached that type of success and fame, but I know it comes at a price. I DM'd him that too. Mm. So, well, from my understanding, and I, I look, and I have, I'm just speaking from outside looking in. You initially just said it, and not in a way to diss, but just your thoughts, your take. Some somebody asked your opinion. We all have one. You gave it. He he didn't like it, and now we're at this. Well, point. well, let, I, let me not interrupt you. I I also <laughs> understand, Carrie, that the platform I said those things on is very different and very new. Like we're we're just now getting rappers with podcasts mm. well podcasts are just now taking taking the nation by storm 
So now we have to deal with rappers with podcasts. And when I say that, rappers, you know, we have a, a certain, you know, we just picture them a certain way. Rappers shouldn't say anything about other rappers. They're supposed to be tough. We don't want to, you know, it's a whole bunch of we just put on rappers. So never before have we just heard a rapper on a podcast every week talking about everything hip-hop. So now that's gotten me in some trouble here. Man. His heard it felt away because I'm a rapper. Right. Not because no other podcaster is saying the very same things I'm saying, but because of my occupation. I'm well, yeah. Drake feels some type of way. Right. I'm a rapper. Yeah, but nobody a rap. Nobody a rap, though. That's the part I'm missing. What do you mean? All of these rappers have felt away, Carrie. We have yet to hear a verse. <laughs> We have yet to hear them address it in rap form. <laughs> it's only me. And when I do that, they hide behind their celebrity. I hate all of that. I hate it. I'm too much of an MC. It's interesting because if you weren't a rapper and you said what you said, you're right. I don't necessarily know if it would have that same effect. But it also it also goes to like there are rules to the game in certain in certain businesses, like I can't just get on my podcast and go after another colleague, perhaps, right? Somebody I work with. Not that you work with Drake, but I can't go after somebody. I could, right? But you got you have to deal with the fallout of it, right? There's this professional, yeah. this professional level of respect that you give. You can have an opinion. You may not think this person is great or that person is great, but there's just this level of okay, let me just mind my business. I, okay, unless they come, you know, unless they come for you, then you then you can respond. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. The first 25 episodes of my podcast, and we're only, we're 80 episodes in or somewhere around there. Um, but the first 25 episodes, I never spoke about anything that was going on ever. Mm-hmm. I let my co-host do it because one, I'm a rapper. And two, because Joe Budden, the person don't really give a f- about all of that. I don't care who Kim Kardashian, I don't care what Kanye said. I don't care what Drake is wearing. I don't really care. But then the fans started saying, well, Joe, if you're going to do a podcast, we kind of are only listening to hear what you think. <laughs> I mean, that's well, no, but the, and then that's truthful, right? Because that because why are you like they if I'm doing a podcast, I better have some kind of sports about it a little bit about it. like what, what the hell? What else you got to exactly. say? Exactly. I agree. I exactly. agree. And, and once they said that, you know, that's when I, I took something from it. I said, you know what? They're right. You know, I'll give a little bit. And ever since that happened, Jesus. Everybody has been offended one week or the other. Do you feel like you need to have a disclaimer or do you need to keep your podcast as raw as you can? Do you feel like as you think about this and you get all this attention, not necessarily wanted, do you feel like you should go back and readjust and say, well, let me rethink that? Or maybe I could have said it differently. Well, Carrie, that's just the thing. In my sick, twisted brain, I am filtered on that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I have way, I have plenty more to say about these people and what I think. It's just not important. It's just not important. So I don't, I don't get into all of that. I'm not there to offend people. You know, I'm not, I'm not a shock podcaster. I'm not any of that. I just have a really weird brain in the way it functions. And rappers are really sensitive. So when you combine the two, it's never it's never going to come for much good. I think rappers, athletes, artists, I know you say you're not. You might be one of a few. There's a few people who don't have any more f***s to give, right? There's just a few. There's not a lot, but there's a few. But most people, I'm, everyone is sensitive in some form or fashion. You find that area and you can touch it, right? Yes. Okay. But in this business, though, mm-hmm. and that's the part that's confusing to me, if we're going to be in this business, 
people say stuff about us every day. You're right. You're right about that. So how do we how do we shield ourselves, Carrie? If we're going to be affected by majority of the things that strangers say, <laughs> how do we live? You're right. It's strangers that you respect, though. That's when it's a different story, right? Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. All right. Well, that may be different. I don't know very many strangers I respect. If he, I'm, if I'm he, if he thought you, enough. if he thought you were a he, I'm just referring to Drake, and then I'll move on after that. If he, if he thought you, if he really did look up to you and respected you, right? You could see why his feelings may or may not have been hurt. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Hey, feelings, hey, feelings, they're never right or wrong. <laughs> they just exist. So, but I do understand why he would feel that way. I'm never mad at how I made someone feel. I'm always more focused on how they went about those feelings. You know what? It's interesting. Okay, so feelings, right or wrong, you said they're never right or wrong. I'm going to ask you this, and because I, I know when I used to be on First Take and, and when you would come on, I was like, Joe has a really good, uh, just an overall perspective because you kind of look at things differently. What do you think about KD going to the Warriors? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how much I, the world has been so f***ed up. I ain't been able to pay it as much mind as I would like. Um, Harris, the way Harrison Barnes disappeared uh, in those finals, I just got to see. I just have to see it. I have to see it. I'm old enough to remember some of the quote unquote super teams that uh, people tried to put together and didn't work. I remember when Barkley went to Houston. I remember old Peyton and Malone to the Lakers. I remember what I just remember. I just remember even when LeBron, LeBron went to Miami. I said, I have to see it. I'm not just going to say they're going to automatically win. And they lost to Dallas. We've seen amazing things in sports. That's why we got to play the game. But scary team on paper. Right, right. I know. Did you care? Did you feel any type of way? You were like, oh, he shouldn't have went. He should have went. He should have stayed. Do you oh, have- no, 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 no. I don't, I don't, no, I don't care about, I don't care about that. He, these people, are, KD could do what he want to do. KD's a great ball player and a great rapper. So, I mean, he do what he want to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, damn, I just forgot what I was about to say. Listen, I'm, all, I'm too concerned about the Knicks to be thinking about any of that. What's going on? Y'all super team, according to Derrick Rose. Oh, my God. Uh, I what- want Derrick Rose to shut the f- up. I mean, Jesus. I mean, we're not a super team. We're not even a good team. No, he's saying up, that. Man. He's saying that people are saying that. Who's saying that? Are you saying that? Because people are saying I'm it, according sh- to him. I'm sure there's some crazed Nick fan somewhere that remembers when we were starting Charlie Ward that thinks that this is a, <laughs> a, an amazing super <laughs> team in comparison to that bum ass team. So, I mean, sh- <laughs> yeah, no, I want Derrick Rose to stop. I got a lot of them breaking down before All-Star Weekend. <laughs> you, you do? Y'all going to be injured by the time All-Star Weekend comes yeah. around? Listen, Melo already ain't played a full season in two years. He old and he ain't beat. But he want to win and it's a good team, so he might make it. But uh, Noah, Rose, uh, no, I like the two guard. I, I love Courtney Lee. Noah and yes. Rose, I, them break down. You, they're question marks. Gets, I got to see him play more. I got 82 games. I got to see it happen. He was finished by All-Star Weekend, too, so last year. You, but see, that's the thing here. Like, if you guys stay healthy, what's the what if? Everybody's healthy. What What does it look like? If the Knicks stay healthy, the Knicks make the con- uh, conference finals. Nice. You you heard it here. I'll be honest. Okay, I'll call it for you. I'm with and you. That's not, and I'm not even saying that, Carrie, because of the five. Let me tell you when I really got excited. I got excited when I saw that six-foot-nine European player. Yeah. He he sold me. Okay, because? He need, well, because when the Knicks got to start in five, you know, like I said, I didn't, that don't excite me. A bunch of uh, old broke down. They still need a bench. Uh, they needed a lot. 
But once I saw them start trying to put the bench together with Brandon Jennings, even though he'll, he might be broke down too, but I'll take him. Um, the other kid from Chicago that they got in the Rose trade that everybody's ignoring, I like him. Okay. I like I like uh, Willie, the big man, European guy, Willie Herman Gomez, I think his name yeah, is. Don't you, quote me. Yeah. So that's three. They brought back uh, they brought back one of them guys I like, but that six foot nine guy who in the highlights looked like a tall version of Ginobili. If he could just look anywhere near that for 15 minutes a night, the Knicks will be hard to beat. Okay, so I I actually think you guys I think that Phil Phil really did a good job, and I and I think you yeah. guys are going to be a lot better than people are thinking. Like, Thank I, you, Carrie. I think you're ma- everyone's managing their expectations because you know I know what it's like to not as much as you do. I know the pain of not being there, but I feel like you guys are going to be better than everybody's saying. Every I, I, it's going to be a nice, pleasant surprise in the East because you need well, some you know competition. What? Even if we don't, even if we don't do very much, Carrie, it certainly will be fun to watch. I stopped watching uh, Knicks games after game twenty last year. I couldn't see it. I'm, it, I, it hurts too much. I'll watch these games. <laughs> well, okay. So, did you see when the garden was eaten? Yes. Okay. So, what'd you think about that? Uh, in terms of, was it good? Did you agree? Oh, was it? I mean, obviously, it was before your time because you you said you're like thirty. What you, you wouldn't even yeah, really, yeah, you want a Knicks fan before. in before your time? Yeah, but I had I had went back and watched some of that stuff again. My father's an avid basketball fan, just a sport fan. So him and I will have these generational type of debates, and I need to be well informed. So I've I've seen a lot of that stuff um, prior to, but it was good. I love the way y'all always put it together. And I do agree. Okay, so when the garden was eaten, to me, probably was one of the best one of the best documentaries I've ever seen in terms of what it was like. And I'm talking to Michael Rappaport, and he's, as you know, one of the biggest Knicks fans ever. So he running around here talking about it's, he he think he thought KD was coming to the Knicks. He really was talking about KD's coming to the Knicks. I knew that wasn't happening. I tried to pump him up though. I was like, maybe I feel like maybe perhaps you know I'm lying, but I feel as if this is really about to. It's gonna be a surprise because Phil has always been like he loves when people doubt him. He's always been that dude i know you guys can't stand him said he's whack and knowing whatever and i don't hear people saying he ain't did nothing but i really feel like everybody on that team the common denominator is that they all have something to prove you understand what i'm saying everybody's so broken they spears have been told that they can't do anything the what if phil got something to prove Derek got something to prove there's a lot there carmelo joe kim everybody does i if they can stay healthy it's something special there this chemistry i really feel that way I think so. On paper, it looks like one of the better teams that Melo has ever played with. Um, and anytime I've ever seen Melo with a a point guard and two veterans around him, he succeeded. Can I come on your podcast? I wish you would. I would love you. I'd love to have you. Okay, so can I tell you a secret? And it's not going to really be a secret. I used to want to be a rapper when I was a kid, and my mom told me I couldn't. Get out of town. You this, have bars? Yeah, I could. If need be, right now, freestyle from an eighth grade rap that I had. Do you <laughs> that I that I remember? And I was okay. So here's I'm gonna tell you. You ready? Because they'll make fun I'm of me. I'm ready. I'm ready. I got a couple. I don't know which one I'm gonna give you right now. I just gotta feel it. But um, right. <laughs> when I was I got a that new fire, new carry champion right here. <laughs> That's so fire. When I when there was a radio contest uh, back in the day, and you had to it was like it was at the swap meet. L. A. had swap meets. I grew up in L. A. So everybody had a swap meet. And if you want to go to the swap meet, you if you wrap this one particular whatever it was, you could go to the swap meet and get free cross colors or some stuff. Like I don't know. I'm okay. aging myself, but whatever. So I came out with this rap me and my friend and it's you ready 
I don't need you to I'm give ready. me any beats, but you ready? I'm ready. This is our second the time. The world is ready. Uh, the world's all right. This is our second time rapping together. I don't know if you remember our first time. <laughs> do you remember our first time when you was for salad on first take? Okay. So, I don't know. I, I might have them edit this out, but I'm just giving you a taste. And if I come on your podcast, that means that I've made it. You ready? Because everybody's looking all at right. me in the studio and they're nervous. I don't know why they're nervous. <laughs> That's because finally a woman with some bars. I get, I get, That's why. I they're not used to seeing it, Carrie. <laughs> Joey. No bars. Okay. Cross chords are the latest sensation. They're sweeping everybody all across the nation. <laughs> hey. First of all, that's already fire. I don't even know if you need to give them no more. <laughs> I'm listening. I cannot. Everyone's like, no, I can't. They're laughing right, at me. Fine. They're falling down. Why are they laughing? If you can Gary. see, I, th- I thought, I, okay, I'm being sensitive. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my <laughs> I need y'all to understand I'm trying to perform right now. <laughs> oh my god that is hilarious okay so listen i'm not gonna rap apparently apparently it didn't work this whole this tv thing that i'm doing now they're saying stay in that lane that's what listen, they're saying two bars two bars is more than enough <laughs> and i would still love to have you on my podcast you don't have to do any rapping there okay you know, one in the studio they can they can be easy no more rapping can carry <laughs> I'll take care of the rapping. You're you going to do that? Okay, cool. Okay. You don't need me? Well, sh- two bars from you is more than I got from Drake. I need that. Sh- <laughs> so <I> mean, sh- <laughs> so that was Joey. I like to call him Joe Button. Or just button on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live and direct. You heard it here first. You know why they beefing. You know why he's not actually beefing with Drake. You know what happened. And now you know that kids won't knock on his door anymore and harass him. Meantime, in between time, I wanted to let you all know this Sunday, July 31st, we have a live radio special, a Be Honest live radio special. We are going to Rams camp because I don't know if you heard, LA has a new team, a new football team. And, uh, we're going to be there. Be honest, live and direct. We're going to try to talk to a bunch of folks, obviously some players. I'm trying to see if Jared Goff is there. I'm, I'm talking to him about his plan to take us to the Super Bowl, his very first season as a rookie, and put L.A. back on the map as a football team. No? No. A football city. No, that's not going to happen. Is that going to happen, Adam? Is, are we going to the Super Bowl this year, Rams to the Super Bowl? I don't know about Super Bowl, but they could definitely make the playoffs. Okay. Well, I don't know about the Super Bowl either. But anyway, you know me, putting extras on it. So make sure you check it out. It's this Sunday, July 31st, 5 to 7 Eastern Time. Again, July 31st, Sunday, live on ESPN Radio, 5 to 7 Eastern Time. Have a good one, y'all. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.